This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, we will, we are pr- pretty much required to uh, review uh, Raw from last night on this episode, and we're going to do that. Uh, but first, we're going to talk a little bit about some news in the world of wrestling. But first, I want to give a quick shout-out to two patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, Nathan Sheets, A Bit Rusty, Zach DeHack, uh, Amoeba in a Three-Piece Suit, Moral, Matthew Lloyd, Evie Stark and Ben Gibson, also Freddie and Ian B. Thank you very much for your support. And all those friendos right there get to check out Going In Raw's bonus content, Friendo Club TV, uh, this week on Thursday on The Numbers Don't Lie. We're going to be applying the Going In Raw math formula to Sting. That's right. A man called Sting is going to be going through. The, the going in wrong well, math formula right process. Now, he's going to attend for presentation based on his theme song alone. Oh, dude. Yeah, he's going to get he's going to get some high numbers. Um, so uh, that's pretty cool. And then today, today on Tuesday, uh, we're going to be doing uh, a, a bonus episode where we're going to be rebooking uh, the king of this year's king of the ring and queen of the ring. We're going to talk about ways to improve it, how we would go about doing it. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so you can get that also at that $5 tier on the Patreon, uh, you can get going in raw audio ad free plus the bonus content ad free in the audio realm. So you can import your RSS feed, uh, into your favorite podcast app. I don't think Spotify, uh, has that ability quite yet, but, uh, other podcast app, you can import and import that RSS feed, mm-hmm. get all the shows ad free. None of the advertisements that run here on the show on the normal feed, uh, would be present. Uh, so there's that. Uh, let's see here. Also, it's been confirmed. It is set in stone unless some, something dramatic happens. October 23rd. We're <laughs> starting to feel a little, a little under the weather, Steve. I don't think I can make it. Is your chest a little heavy, a little closing in on you? Uh, October 23rd is when we begin this year's 24 hour stream. We hit our 1500 sub goal on Twitch, uh, at all out. Uh, we're climbing our way back up there, but the goal was reached. The achievement was unlocked. Therefore, the 24-hour stream, and there's a little piece of uh, zombie artwork uh, that I put up uh, as a 24 by 36 poster, which I've already ordered for myself uh, of you and me, and then me wearing the Enforcer shirt where he's also a zombie. A uh, really fun little piece of artwork. I'm pretty happy with it, and uh, you can get that now at Frendo Merch. Dot com. If you followed us on Twitter, you've maybe maybe seen it already. You're on the Instagram. You've maybe seen it already. But uh, but yeah, uh, you can get that on a shirt uh, or in poster form. And it's to celebrate. To celebrate 24 hours we're going to be spending on these computers 
doing things, uh, watching wrestling, uh, watching, uh, playing some video games, doing some movie yeah. watch-alongs, special guests involved. Should be good stuff. It'll, Ricky it'll Scurvy, the PS floor is officially at the post office. It's out. It's going. It's coming to you. So by the 24-hour stream, you'll get to play some GTA with us too. Yeah, we'll see how all that goes. It's gonna be a busy, uh, busy weekend because we got Crown Royal that Thursday. Of course, Friday is SmackDown Rampage. Saturday, not only are we do the 24-hour stream, there's also Impact's Bound for Glory. There's a Dynamite on that day. There's a lot going on that weekend. Oh, there's a Dynamite that day. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, isn't it like at the same time as like Bound for yeah. Glory or something yeah. like that? Maybe we could watch like the West Coast feed. Okay. How will that shake out? Bound for Glory is like probably three hours. Yeah. Does it start? What time does that start? Five. Five to eight. Yeah. Dynamite starts at eight. We can go right into Dynamite on the West Coast. Sure. Okay. That's five hours we're filling right there. Boom, right there. 19, 19 left. Eight of those. Let's see here. 19, eight. That's, that leaves eight of those GTA. 11 left. A two-hour movie. Boom, down to nine. Uh, one hour of, uh, or uh, two hours of, three hours of Smash Zone. Boom, down to six. Oh, Orly says Bound for Glory starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. Really? That'd be 7 Pacific. That's really late. Is that true? That's not true. That's really late. Can somebody, Hilton, can you can you double check that for us? Hilton's on it. Uh, anyways, we're going to talk about last night's Monday Night Raw and everything oh, do we have wrong to? with it. Well, yeah. If, if for no other reason to, to vent, because we had a couple good weeks. We did. We had a couple good weeks of Raw. Yeah. I'll say it. That was they're decent. All right. for yeah, they're all right. They're all right. Yeah. This week. I'm, lo- I'm looking at Impact's press release. Really? Yeah. Saturday, because they don't want to compete with Dynamite. They're so smart. They always, they're always evading. 10 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so we can watch Dynamite, East Coast feed, and then, and then Bounce yeah. the afterwards. That Where it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <sighs> Anyways, whoa. yes, we, we will talk about Raw eventually, but we got some news items that we'll talk about first, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get to tear it apart Raw. First news item. So WWE, they kind of threw the gauntlet when they announced that this Friday's SmackDown of Fox Sports 1 is going to be a super SmackDown with 30-minute overrun. SmackDown. Meaning it's going to go head-to-head with the first half of AEW Rampage. Now, after tweeting that he couldn't, quote, wait to finally beat your main show head-to-head, Tony Khan announced on WFAN that AEW will do an hour-long buy-in before Rampage on YouTube, uh, Daniel Bryanson will be in action. Bobby Fish versus Lee Boriardi. Oh, I love that. We'll you just called him there. Daniel Bryanson. Wow, <laughs> Daniel Bryanson. Brian I do know. I'm not. Look, I'm not talking <laughs> shit. It's just funny because I think I've thought the same thing before. I'm like, yeah, Daniel Bryanson is da- Brian Danielson. <laughs> so that means we're gonna get WWE main roster SmackDown AEW going head to head direct competition, kind of for 90 minutes. Jeez. This Friday, the Friday Night Wars have begun. Yes or no? Well, yeah. I mean, this week, anyways. Who do you, who who comes out on top? Okay, so for context, last year in December, SmackDown on FS1 broke a million. All right, which obviously was a drastic go down from Two. what they usually do. Two million, yeah, but. That's double drastic go up from this past week's episode of Rampage, which granted was against some MLB. Yeah. Uh, it was taped. Uh, not a lot going on. Um, so 
I don't know what to make of this. I kind of feel like SmackDown's going to do better than it did last year, so it'll probably, and plus with the added hype and publicity, I still feel like SmackDown might get oh, like yeah. Yeah. 1.2, 1.3, now, which is more than Rampage, I think, has ever now, done. I, I forget the first, what the Phillips If the did. first hour of Rampage was going to be on, not YouTube, be on TNT in primetime, that would give Rampage a better chance to chip away a bit at SmackDown. I don't think there's any chance Rampage has of actually besting SmackDown's ratings. I just don't think it's possible, mm-hmm. given the trajectory that we've seen for Rampage late. Hopefully, they'll, they'll, we'll see a rebound just to make it competitive and make it something interesting and worth talking about uh, down the line. Uh, but I, I, I think Rampage is a massive underdog here. Uh, I got a lot of confidence points on SmackDown uh, coming out ahead in the, uh, the, 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 the viewership numbers. Yes, Steve. Do you mind if I talk to Con- to Tony Khan straight to the camera? How about it? I'm gonna give him a little piece of advice. Sure, go ahead, Tony. Sure, Steve. Steve from Going and Ryan. Know you know the show, right? Long time ago, probably before he was born, uh, uh, a little a guy named Eric Bischoff came to the ring on a motorcycle and got in the middle of the ring on this motorcycle and challenged Vince McMahon. You should do that on Rampage. It went over terribly well. Everybody loved it. And if I'm not mistaken, after that, WCW's ratings skyrocketed. Drastic went up. And they defeated WWE in the ratings war and eventually bought the WWE. So if he does the same thing this week, I don't really think that's what happened in history. No, I don't think that so was at the, all. it was like it was like a couple of weeks after WCW started losing to yeah. WWF and then he did that yeah. to like congratulate himself. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It was good. awful. It wasn't Don't do good. that, Tony. Don't That'd do be that. terrible. No, I think this is great, though. This is great. This is great promoting. You know, it's like uh, uh, using anything he can to to motivate people to check out the product. Yeah. And I think it's great. And I think that he's going to continue along his course. I am still convinced that he has some sort of massive spreadsheet. Oh, Absolutely. Of all this stuff, because that's where he, that's the world he comes from. And I think that's why you, you get such a great balance of using the older guys, the younger guys, um, you know, all these interweaving stories. You know, it ain't perfect, but I think that they do a pretty damn good job uh, of booking their product over there. And uh, and yeah, he'll take any opportunity to promote his show in uh, in a way that I think is, is healthy for the industry. And of course, there's always going to be an element of toxicity in any fandom that takes it and runs with it in a negative direction. But I think this is great. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, some healthy competition is good for everybody in the industry. Um, uh, yeah, I have no problem with this. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quote the Raven. Yeah, WCW totally. They were already losing. Yeah. And then he did that, and they lost even. They, they it started got worse. getting worse for they them. It got worse. Yeah. Drastic go down. Uh, uh, during Tony Khan's appearance on WFAN, he also was asked about Wyndham Rotunda, of course, formerly known as Bray Wyatt, uh, potentially joining AEW. This is what... Tony Khan had to say these uh, transcripts are from Fightful. Uh, quote, certainly that name would never be used. He's a great wrestler, and I have to be honest. He, uh, we haven't really talked at all. I've known him in personal life and have gotten to spend a little bit of time with him, but as far as that, we haven't talked. I saw lots of rumors, but that isn't something anyone has really talked about, but you never know. Even if he did have extensive uh, contract talks with Bray Wyatt, he ain't going to say anything about it. No, no, he wouldn't. He would not. Um, he might be a little bit more coy than he is here, though. So I don't know. Who knows? You know, maybe he's just, yeah, I, there's, there's nothing to be gleaned here, but he's talking about him. So it's news because I think everybody wants to see Wyndham on their mm-hmm. screens in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. 
whether it's in wrestling or if he elects to uh, do an FX show <laughs> or something. something. I would love, I would die, man. I would love for him to take over some sort of like horror anthology. Oh, heck yeah. Heck if you yeah. wanted to, I don't know. The guy, he's, he's like a eighth generation wrestler or some shit. Mm-hmm. Probably third anyways. Um, so, uh, so yeah, man, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see, I think it'd be great in, in a W wouldn't mind seeing him impact either. You know, whatever promotion wants to use him. Could you, a, could you imagine Bray in new Japan? Can you imagine some Bray White? The stuff he could do over there. Oh man. Don't even get me started. That'd be terrific. Bardal. That's what I want to see. Windham Rotunda. That's what I want to see. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, man, Uh, you know I don't want to see Raws like we saw the one last night. Look, I'm just going to preface it by this. For anybody out there who's like, oh, you guys are crapping on WWE again. Listen, for the last couple weeks, I have been I've been sitting here saying, well, Raw's been pretty good. They gave us a couple of decent episodes. I've had problems with them. They haven't all been. It's not all great, but it's been fun stuff to watch. That's all I ask for, really. Last night, there was only nothing fun about last night beyond maybe one match, Xavier Woods versus Ricochet, because you can't put those guys in a ring together and not have a fun match. Yeah. But uh, this this King of the Ring, and especially, mainly, let's just focus on Queen's Crown, is an absolute tragedy. It's a weight tragedy, and I'm, I'm being obviously pretty you know exaggerative with my language. But in terms of what it could have been, Versus what they're giving us, which is a total, a total, a grand total of eight minutes and 15 seconds. If one of our awesome chatters yeah, is yeah. here to be believed. Four matches totaling the more than eight minutes. Four matches. Yeah. It's been terrible. If you don't want to do the tournament, don't do the tournament. Don't do it half-assed. They should I mean WWE creative, WWE corporate WB should be embarrassed by how they're handling the Queen's Cup uh, Queen's Crown tournament. You got yeah. all these these fantastically talented women who for years have worked tremendously hard 
for this company. And then for WB to say, oh, we're going to have this tournament, you know, and it's going to be a deal. Because King of the Ring, through the years, you know, at times, has been a pretty major deal. You win King of the Ring, that's a good, you know, like launching pad for your career, historically yeah, speaking. Yeah. yeah. And then, all right, we're going to do a, a women's tournament this year. You know, whether it's, it's stated explicitly or not, the idea is, okay, this will be, this will be a deal. This will be something important. And then it's treated like such an afterthought. And it's so insulting to the women who have worked so hard for the company through the years to be given maybe two minutes to have a match. Yeah. And while half a Raw is absolutely redundant with recaps and rematches and talky bits that add absolutely nothing to the stories they are trying to tell on this show. And it, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, you could cut this. You could cut that. You can cut this at the minimum. Every opening round match for the King of the Ring or Queen's Crown should be 10 minutes long. That's for the opening round. Give them at least 10 minutes the opening round. Like, I can make an exception for the Shayna match because that's your story. She's just going around destroying everybody. So if you put her in a, in, in a match, have her one in two minutes because that's consistent with the story you're telling, fine. But that should not be the norm, you know? Yeah. Minimum 10 minutes for opening round, 15 minutes for the second round. Finals, give them 15 to 20. Yeah. Make the tournament about wrestling. Yeah. You know, last night episode of Raw was was really I, I say a lot that when Raw focuses on in ring action, it's a better show. Yeah, sure. If they don't get so bogged down a bunch of talking, a bunch of recaps, you focus on the wrestling, it's generally a pretty decent show. Mm. Last night they focused on basically everything but wrestling. It there was like, like no real there was like jeez. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this and like it this run this rundown. If I if I was given this, I would. This is why why wasn't this ripped up? You know what? It, honestly, it felt like it felt like this is what it is. We got crown. They don't book in advance, so we got hey, we got crown jewel coming up. We don't have time for this. We don't have time for this because we got we got crown jewel coming up. We don't have time for it. So just do whatever you do. This uh, uh, Drew and Big E can they coexist stuff? I, the, the 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 most egregious half the show uh, was can they coexist? That was half the show. The worst was Charlotte and Becky versus Bianca and Sasha Banks. Why would you ever put these? And I honestly thought when it's just started as a brawl and they 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 didn't even ring the bell, and then the producers and refs come down and break up the brawl after the it was a cool spot where Bianca threw Sasha into the other two. And then Pierce comes out, and I feel so bad for Pierce and Sony because they make them act like dullards sometimes. He comes out, no, no, no. We're going to show everybody here what you can do. Then make it a fatal four-way. Why wouldn't you do that? Clearly, these people have no desire whatsoever to work with each other. Why would you put them in a tag situation? It doesn't make sense. The characters don't act like normal human beings. That's the most egregious foul that WWE commits is when they have characters who don't act in any way, shape, or form like a reasonable, normal human being would act. Yes. Uh, I'll bring up uh, the, the the Drew McIntyre Big E storyline in that regard as well because the opening bit was all about them and trying to – it was getting a bit chippy between them, you know, given the rivalry that's kind of brewing between them leading to their match at Crown Royal. And there's a backstage segment after – backstage segment after they get attacked by the Usos where they kind of work things out. And Big, Big E says, 
Hey, we got a match against the Usos tonight. Let's let bygones be bygones. Let's get through this match, and then we'll worry about it. They do the mm -hmm. Mega Powers handshake over it, and it's like mm -hmm. fun, and, and they're laughing about it. And then yeah. during the match, Big E, who was playing Peacemaker just about an hour ago, suddenly tags himself in and says, well, you did it to me last week, Drew, so I'm doing this to you. It just... Oh, it was because... Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just... it. Where's the internal consistency? Mm. You know? It's like yeah. just a little bit ago, Big yeah. E was, was saying, hey, we gotta, we gotta be on the same page. Let's get to this match. Then we'll worry about it. Yeah. But I'm like, there's no... You're presenting these characters and yes, people are complex. People can contradict themselves from time to time. I completely understand that. But mm. if... Just a little bit ago, you're booking Big E as as, as peacemaker, and mm. and and then just an hour later, he's like, "Yeah, no, that's not what I was going to do, anyways." It's just like, why why should I root for a character like that? You know? Yeah. yeah. In that instance, it just didn't yeah. make any sense to me. Yeah. And they do that kind of stuff all the time, where from one segment to another, it just seems like there's no consistency. It's all, well, what do we want to do? We want to do this. All right, does it make mm -hmm. sense? Who cares? Yeah. And it's frustrating. It's and really because we're like. We're so mired in this in in the shit that when something cool does happen, because I actually thought that the one if we want to talk about the one decent thing about the show, I thought the Ali Mansoor stuff was pretty solid. I think that both these guys really deserve a lot of credit mm -hmm. for number one. I, I don't know exactly how the process works backstage, but they have made they they've actually turned in performances and executed the creative and the creative behind it has been pretty solid so that hey i'm actually invested in these two i want to see them get on the same page and it hasn't been working they keep on losing and we actually had the fallout from that where they there seems to be a split here between the two of them motivating the Mansoor match for the Saudi Arabia show. We always know he has a match. You and I had originally thought maybe he would win King of the Ring. He wasn't even put in that. So now he's got a match with Ali, which he is certain to win. And we've also speculated that maybe, maybe uh, Ali will get, will see that win and be like, hey, I was wrong about you. Let's continue as a team on SmackDown. That's, that's something I'd really like to that's see. That's something I would like to see too. Uh, I'm somewhat pessimistic that's going to be the case, but hopefully. I mean, like, the, the Mansoor Ali storyline I have enjoyed for the most part. They did kind of cut out the whole second act um, for the most part. And, again, it's, if, I feel like a lot of times it's a situation of me enjoying the performers and them being really good at their job because for several weeks they were kind of doing variations of the same thing. And then, then this week they accelerated the storyline a ton to get to what they really wanted, which was this match at Crown Royal, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think that that I'm see I'm okay with that pacing because it was hey, let's try to get on the same page and they have there's little moments where they they work well together and then mm -hmm. it falls apart. And so I understand that with with them, I actually do think that whoever or whatever the creative is behind this is has been pretty solid because I'm okay with that because you need repetition. You need to get your reps in in order to 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 congeal as a team. And that's great. And then eventually gets to a breaking point where all he's like, dude, no, this is not working and it's your fault. I should have known you were a loser the whole time. And it explodes. And that was this week. And I'm fine with that. And this is the second act. If, if oh, that's a massive, if. that match leads to more stuff, which look, I can be optimistic about it a little bit, just given that so far, everything we've seen with them has been by and large pretty good. And maybe they're on their own little creative Island where they are given TV time 
and they will see it through after the match coming up at Crown Jewel. And if it ends up being the end of it, then it ends up being the end of it. And yeah, it was sort of a story that just sort of stopped with a match. And, you know, that's on me for having any optimism. Um, but uh, but what I've seen so far, I've really enjoyed. It does feel like they have been on sort of a creative island. Even in this, it's been a small story. It hasn't been featured, but it's always there. It's something for me to appreciate. And it's just sort of buried in the rest of this nonsense that we're given this week. I mean, that dude, you talked about it earlier where, you know, wrestling is best when it's wrestling and and you lose the talking. Well, man, literally Riddle versus Amos was nothing but AJ talking during the match, directing Amos to do this or that. We talked about on the episode on News Beef yesterday how uh, there was a report that Amos and AJ were supposed to be uh, wrestle votes said Amos and AJ were supposed to be split up. And a main uh, one of the bigger stars on Raw said, no, Amos isn't ready. And they listened to him. We both speculate it's Randy Orton. And this seems like it's playing out on the TV because it's AJ literally directing Amos on how to be a singles guy. Um, so I and then, you know, and they get the, they're mixing up with Randy Orton and stuff. So I don't know. And it's just it's awkward storytelling. It, it, it nobody comes off like they're like they're any sort of normal human acting in a regular situation. And on these weeks of Raw, when it's like, man, there's really nothing to appreciate, save for like the one story that I like. Um, it's it's really it's just chore to sit through. It and is. I know the ratings are going to reflect it, by the way. Yeah, I know the ratings are going to be in the toilet again. And it's funny, dude, we're um what a couple months now removed uh, two, three months now removed from fans coming back full time. And what it got, it was SummerSlam, wasn't it? Where's the good August. stuff? It was July. It was mid July where they start having fans come back. Mid July. Okay. Yeah. Money in the bank. Yeah. Where's all the good stuff? Where they start. Yeah. Like we've had some good stuff, but it's like, no, the bottom line is it doesn't matter if there's fans there or not. If the creative sucks, like those fans had to sit there in San Jose last night and they San were doing Francisco. their damnedest to help out. San, sorry, San Francisco. There was a guy with a San Jose shirt on. That's why I said that. Um, and, uh, you know, they're sitting there doing their best. But it's like if you're just giving crap, I feel I feel so bad for people yeah. who are sitting there for three hours. For three I mean, hours going to be here in Sacramento next week, and even if we weren't still dealing with a pandemic, I wouldn't go because Raw watching on TV is a chore to sit through. I can only imagine, you know, a bad episode of Raw mm. having to sit through that. Gosh, mm. no, it's a chore. It's an absolute chore, and you wonder why there is. I think. I, I heard it was on Twitter, so and I don't know who it was from, but I read that it was like thirty five hundred last. Yeah, night. the Chase Center, which is you know where the Warriors play, so it was a good sized basketball arena. Yeah, and it was it was sparsely attended. Um, there's just so much on Raw where it doesn't. It feels like nothing matters. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like things that, and I wonder- that should be consequential, like these tournament matches. Even they don't. I mean, Xavier Woods is trying his damnedest to make the King of the Ring tournament feel important. And yeah, you can put all the fancy graphics up there, but you know, and just by the very nature of the Queen's Crown matches, how short they are, they just feel like an afterthought. They don't feel yeah, important. I, they should feel important. I wonder if some of it might be um, because you know that they can sometimes WWE they can they'll throw out some turds if there's a big change on the horizon. If they're like, oh, well, let's just wait till after WrestleMania, and then things, you know, then then we have the the sort of reset with the draft is coming up after crown Royal. And I wonder if they're just like, ah, 
We're going to wait till then, to, which sucks. It does it suck. sucks. It does suck. Sometimes they do that. I like know. They have been known to sort of like, ah, we got something big on the horizon. We can phone it in till then, and then they'll get the good stuff. It's like, oh, we got fans coming but back. That, that's the thing. We'll is, phone it in till they're here. And then the fans come back, and they had a couple weeks of good but stuff. But then it's back to the same old bad habits. Yeah. That's the thing. Is, yeah, is, hey, we'll save the good stuff for then. Well, then happens. You get a week or two of maybe something interesting, and then it's back to the same old awful creative habits so we can expect uh, crown jewel is the 20 what now first the 20 I okay it's, the it's 21st. a week from thursday so on that friday 22nd smackdown assuming they get home um from then until like maybe the 12th of november mm-hmm. uh it'll be good and then they'll phone it in before uh, Survivor Series. <laughs> and then they'll do Survivor Series should be good because it's gonna be Roman versus Biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'll be okay. Yeah, that's what they do. They just sort of limp along until there's another thing to look forward to. Yeah, I guess so. And then they try to dump yeah. a little creative energy into it, and then they get past that. All right, well, we, we we'll save the good stuff for the next major show. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. It's 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 a frustrating experience to have to sit through nights like last yeah. night. Yep. When yep. there's ingredients there to do something good and interesting. And then, oh yeah, dude. And then it's just it's it's a turd. The episode was a turd. Let's talk about this before we dive into it. Before we dive into these swamps. Um this might be a very breezy raw re- recap. <laughs> oh my notes. I stopped I stopped yeah, but I, I didn't even put my notes up for, for people to look at because they're terrible. Um We were also robbed of Kofi versus Xavier Woods. What did I say? Bruce said Vince doesn't like. I know that's the first thing I thought. Family members that's the fight. First thing I thought. Right. Yeah. Same thing I thought too. Well, yeah. Well, he think family members shouldn't fight. People don't want to see family members fight. Family drama is like the cornerstone of like half of the Shakespearean plays. Yep. 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 People love that shit, man. I know. I know. And there is no faction closer than the New Day. Yep. And to see these two, I mean, that's a moment. You like your moments. I that's know. a moment. It's a massive moment. It's a massive moment. Now, with Jinder beating Kofi, I would not be surprised if he beats Xavier Woods next week. Because here's the thing. So Finn's probably coming from the SmackDown side of the bracket. Yes. Finn's a face. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Finn's a face. Yeah. Given now how everybody knows that Xavier Woods really wants to be king of the ring. If you're going to have Finn win and they have him beat Xavier Woods in the final, that could be a problem unless Finn turns heel. Because Finn's going to get a, some amount, maybe not major, of heat for beating Xavier Woods. But if Jinder beats Xavier Woods, well, Jinder's a heel. That's the kind of heat they like. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. not be surprised we see Jinder Mahal versus Finn Balor in the finals for the King of the Ring. At all. At all. At all. Yeah. 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 It. It. Yeah. If it's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, going by that way, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Then who wins? Well, if it's Finn versus Jinder, I would hope Finn, but it's entirely possible Jinder wins that. Entirely possible. It is very possible. It, it seems of late they like their heel King of the Ring winners. Gender, gender, like needs something. Needs something, yeah. 
He, yeah, he's he's going to be the new Baron. Yeah. King Gender. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Hey, good for Gender. <laughs> well, yeah, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyways, yeah. let's, let's, let's just jump into it, I guess. Uh, show opened up with uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, he's talking about what, uh, you know, getting this last shot the WWE title means to him before he has to move to SmackDown. Uh, he's about to tell us a story. He gets interrupted by Big E. Uh, Big E says, I get it. Uh, understand what it's what it, why you want to be champ so badly. Now that I've tasted the spoils of of being champ, they are sweet. Talks about the 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 the, the juices of being champion running down his chin, down, to, down betwixt, his chest, betwixt. betwixt his nipples. Yes, it was a pretty funny <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah. He puts over Drew. Um, he says, "But that train has left the station, and Drew, you have two options: you can either jump on board, or uh, your big sword wielding ass can stay in those tracks and get run over." smooth uh so drew then talks about you know hey the rush of being champion you know getting the thrill being champ in front of the fans and drew said i never got that i'm still chasing that moment and that moment's going to come at crown jewel i'm going to run through you biggie and there's nothing you can do about it they get in each other's face they start talking trash usos come out Ooh, so so they come out they said we're here to send out some warning shots he says we all know roman's going to beat brock at crown royal but we don't know who's going to be WWE champion. He says, be careful, Drew. If you win and you come to SmackDown with the WWE championship, Roman might try to add that championship to his case. He says, Big E, if you beat Drew at Crown Royal, then it's you versus Roman at Survivor Series. And then uh, they're about to leave, and Big E's like, no, no, no. He says, listen, I can't speak. on. It is obvious that he's about to challenge them with Drew. He says, I can't speak on, he says, I'm sure I can speak on behalf of Drew. And Drew says, no, the hell you can't. It's all awkward. (laughs) And then so the Usos are like, okay, well, yeah, fine. You guys want to go at it with us? Then they challenge them. And then they both accept at the same time. Neither of them like that because Biggie's like, oh, you can accept for me now, but I can't accept for you. So they start bickering. They both get super kicked. Yeah. Uh, Then we go to the New Day. In advance of Woods' match against Ricochet for the uh, King of the Ring, they're interviewed. They're just asked, uh, what'll happen if you two have to face each other? And they just laugh because they've probably been told at that point that, yeah, no, happen, this yeah. awesome, intriguing story we could have got for one match, for one moment, and then you shake hands. That's not happening. Nope. Why Why do something cool? Yeah, why do something interesting and cool that could actually get the attention of, of wrestling fans on your product? Why do that? You know, mm-hmm. Why do that? Yeah. Uh, so let me get Xavier Woods versus Ricochet. Ricochet's got a bit of a promo beforehand. Uh, it's pretty much saying, uh, I'll, if I win King of the Ring, it'll launch my career into the stratosphere. I'll show up on SmackDown. Uh, you can refer to me, or prepare to call me King Ricochet, which is what he was called like a vast majority of his indie career anyways. Mm-hmm. Kind of used to calling him King Ricochet. Um, yeah. So uh, Xavier Woods gets the win here. It was, it was well, I don't know, like eight minutes, ten minute match, something like that. Yeah, it was a it was a decently it was a decent match. Like, yeah, and Ricochet did all sorts of crazy yeah. shit. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's so much fun to watch him go at it. Oh my god, wow! What what is this? White Brownie has the raw rating in. It was less than I thought it was going to be. One point five. One point five eight in the first hour. One point six in the second hour. One point five in the third hour. It was a heck of a Monday Night Football game last night. That might explain yeah. why the first hour is low and it got a little bump at the second hour. The time the second out. hour kicked off with the Amos Riddle stuff, which was terrible, it was awful, 
awful. It was awful. Awful. Anyway, so this match was good. Uh, Xavier Woods uh, ends up getting the win. So Ricochet uh, sends Woods to the floor, launches himself over the ring post to take out Woods, follows with a suicide dive, goes for another. Uh, Woods sidesteps that one and kind of pushes uh, Ricochet through. So he lands on the floor into the barricade, puts Ricochet back in the ring, hits his top rope elbow to get the win. He advances. After that, we get uh, Randy Orton in the locker room. Uh, Riddle walks up. He says, I got some news for you, Randy. He says, someone challenged Amos to a match last night, and he's got a sweet head of hair and loves Lunchables. And Orton's like, oh, what have you done? And Riddle says, hey, your plan last week worked out, so I'm going to follow your lead. So we have a bunch of momentum heading into Crown Royal. And he asks Randy, what's the plan? How are we going to outsmart AJ and Amos? And Orton says, there's no plan. What happened last week was just a one-time deal. He tells Riddle, you shouldn't be challenging a moss. You're on your own with this one. Uh, and then Riddle still doesn't understand that. Uh, after that, we had Hurt Business versus Ali and Mansoor. Uh, pretty quick match here. Cedric got the pin on Ali with a Mishinoku driver as Mansoor tried to break up the pin, but uh, Shelton was there to, to prevent that from happening after the, war, after the match. Uh, Ali was pretty pissed off, not very happy. No. Uh, then we had Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke. First round, Queen's Crown action. Uh, Shayna won this with a knee strike to the face. I do like the uh, sort of the, the the storytelling between Shayna and Dana Brooke, though. I'm, I'm sad to see them get separated. This this felt like a match that was originally given like seven or eight minutes, and they're like, no, you get two minutes. And so they had to like, they had to get all their shit in. That's what it felt like. Shayna and Dana always do what they can. To sort of further along, they're they're sort of very on the down low rivalry, and I really liked it. So the great thing is, so yeah, she wins with a knee strike to the face, and they cut to a replay of the knee strike to the face, and they come back, and Shane is trying to choke out Dana Brooke, yeah. and she's and the ref is like sort of, oh, get away, get away from her, yeah. And so Dana's down there on the floor, he says, uncalled for, yeah, that's uncalled for, yeah. It's pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah, they got they got about five six minutes worth of story at a match that was about a third of that length. Um, yeah. And then yeah. we got a Charlotte promo. These promos, something felt a little off about these promos. Did you get that too? Yeah. Well, you don't get these very often. Usually, if you're backstage, I mean, you get them sometimes, but this was a very deliberate. Not, each woman got their backstage, and they don't bit. usually talk to camera really anymore. Right. Yeah. But so, I don't know something about this. Maybe it's just so different. Something they haven't done in a while. Something about it felt off. Anyway, Charlotte. Yeah, I, I think that was it. I mean, and they all, you know, it's it must be a bit different than, hey, you've got an interviewer to bounce off of. Now you just have to go for one to two minutes or so. You know, just do it's like promo class one one type stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Charlotte saying, you know, who cares about Shayna anyways? Says whatever happens to Bianca, Sasha, and Becky doesn't interest her. They can rip each other apart at Crown Royal. She only cares about herself. They're beneath her. She's royalty. Uh, she talks some trash about each one of them. And then she says, I hope Sasha walks out uh, Crown Royal as champ so I can slap the smirk off her face and win the title from her and meld these titles together. She wants to have all the cool. That'd be cool. Um, after that, we had a Riddle versus this was Moss. so bad. Gosh. This was, this is, you know, I like all these, all these wrestlers. But they booked this in a way that was just obnoxiously bad. Like I shouldn't have written. I should not have had to have written as many notes as I did for this. But it just went on and on. So there's a bunch of jawing. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, it feels like half the time when they give AJ a mic, it's like, all right, you you have five minutes. You got go out there and kill time. 
That's what it yeah. feels like. So much, yeah, so much of Raw just feels like killing time. Yeah, they're like, oh, we felt that Riddle versus Moss needed something more. Um, so there's a bunch of jawing before the match. Riddle's talking about, uh, you know, a secret code perhaps to bring Randy. He thinks that this is still some sort of Randy Orton mm. plan that they're going here. AJ gets on the mic and says, Riddle's stalling. Uh, he gets the ref to ring the bell. Uh, Riddle immediately sort of evades uh, a shot from Amos, goes to the outside where AJ's not paying attention, attacks him. Amos pulls him off. AJ brings him back into the ring, hits him with a choke slam. He's about to pin him, and AJ's like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Remember how you were talking about how you used to be in karate? Well, back in the seventh grade, when you were as tall as a real man, he says, hit him with a roundhouse kick. It was a pretty cool roundhouse kick. Yeah, it was pretty rad because the dude's like huge. So Amos hits it, destroys Riddle. And then talk about killing time. Instead of getting Amos to do another move, he says, oh, that was great. Let's replay it. Now, this has all the markings of either rib, punishment, somebody, Vince, trying to make a point to somebody as opposed to putting on the most entertaining product possible. This was the opposite of entertainment. And maybe, maybe I'm just reading too much. Maybe I just read too many of the dirt sheets, Larson. But doesn't this, this just had the feeling of we're fucking with you on live TV as opposed, which they've done before, as opposed to let's put on the most entertaining thing we can for TV. Because AJ had them go to a replay of the roundhouse kick and then another slow-mo replay of the roundhouse kick. It was awful. And I'm like, what awful. is the point of this? It, it's not. They might think, oh, it's to get heat. It's not. No. I just want, if I was not, if this wasn't my thing, I would turn the TV off. Yeah, this is one of those those, those points in the show. Be like, all right, F this. I'm stepping away. Because it was it's bad. Bad. It's, it's misery. It is misery. So anyways, uh, AJ calls for the choke bomb. Moss hits it. He wins. Uh, AJ hits the ring. He's about to hit Riddle with the Styles Clash. Orton's music hits, but there's no Randy. So AJ mm-hmm. sends a Moss out of the ring to look for, for Orton. And so he's over by the announce table. We cut back in the ring, and then Orton looks like he came from roughly the same place where Amash should have been. <laughs> yeah, there is no TV direction. I think he came from like the, the other side. corner. Yeah, he came from a side. Yeah, or the side, yeah. But, but the way like, the what f- kind of shot was framed yeah. looked like he came into the ring right where Amash should have been and hits AJ with the RKO. What kind of shitty writing is that? Where it's like, okay, so AJ's going to send Amash over to you know to to get to watch his back. Yeah, but he's going to be wildly uh, non-effective at doing that. That's just bad writing. It's like, okay, well, what if he comes from the side instead? No, we're going to not show where he's coming from, but it's going to look like he came from the back, so he just phased through a moss. Yeah. It's just poor execution and poor writing. Yeah. It stems from poor writing and just it's poorly yeah. executed. It's just laziness. It feels like laziness. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, we're backstage. Drew McIntyre walks up to Big E. Uh, he's blaming Big E for the, the getting super kicked by the Usos. Uh, Big E says, hey, we're going to beat the brakes off each other at Crown Royal, but if they don't work things out tonight, it's going to be a long one. So for one nine only, let's let bygones be bygones, and let's just get through this match. And Drew says, yeah, you make a good point. Usos wouldn't be uh, on Raw without Roman's permission. It must mean that Roman is scared of them facing Mm -hmm. them at Survivor Series. And he says Roman should be. He says also winning tonight would be a hell of a victory for him. Uh, Big E offers his hand, and then they do the the mega powers handshake and they laugh about it. Like it seems yeah. like a genuine 
moment between the two of them. You know? We're good. We're good. It seems like we're they're good. cool. They're good for the yeah. night, you know? Yeah. Uh, after that, we had another one of those backstage promos from the participants of the uh, the, the tag match. Oh, Sasha you missed, Banks you missed uh, Lashley's promo then. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. La- okay, yeah, sorry. I just I have literally one sentence written for that. Uh, so he comes out. He talks about Goldberg saying that he's going to kill him. He says this behavior isn't befitting a WWE superstar or a father. It's a good point. Which is totally true. He talks a bunch more, and then he says he's going to end his career. I'm sorry, but it's just it's too long. It doesn't really do much to sell a match. I love Lashley. I think he's great. I think it's a tragedy that Goldberg's going to win this match. It really bums me out. I'll be so happy. I'll be so happy if I lose uh, my prediction points on this match and Lashley wins. Because right now, it sort of depends on what's going to happen next week. But as of right now, I get the feeling that Goldberg's going to win this match. Like, it's going to be terrible. It seems like Bill's going to win this one, yeah. Uh, then we get Sasha Banks' promo. Uh, she says, ever since Charlotte's been drafted to SmackDown, her her uh, Charlotte's entitlement makes her feel like she's in charge, when in reality, woman who holds the SmackDown championship calls the shots. Right now, the man is holding that title, uh, but she's holding on to it with the, uh, for dear life. It says, tonight, uh, it's supposed to team with Bianca. She says Bianca needs to stand back and follow her lead. She's the boss for a reason. And tonight, after Becky and Charlotte implode, uh, she's going to beat Charlotte. Then at Crown Royal, she'll become SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, after that, so I don't know if you included this in your notes, but they did a little ad integration with the Chucky series coming up, I the Child's Play series. That. I heard, I saw it happening while I was fast forwarding. I was like, ah, eh, pass. Okay, yeah, I just literalized there's a bit here with Chucky watching WWE and he complains about commercials. I mean, no shit. Uh, after that, um, Austin Theory versus Jeff Hardy. You know what would have been cool? Because like, I, you know, obviously you and I really come to appreciate Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. I think this is a guy who probably could have used some like vignettes mm-hmm. to build him up a bit, sort of in the style of like, in the style of the Mr. Perfect ones back in the day. Yeah. But with his own unique brand of personality that Austin Theory has. Yeah. I think that could have been a lot of fun because the one thing that you definitely want to showcase with him is the personality stuff mm-hmm. because in during his time in NXT, he really developed he that. Did. He found his character. He really did. Um, even on social media, like I saw he took another he took a selfie with Big E. Yeah. The way he did with Jeff Hardy and Yeah, Big that happened e on the like show. A, Oh, did that happen on the yeah, show? Yeah, really briefly, right before a commercial break, he just uh, Biggie is warming up backstage, and and he comes by. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, holy I totally shit! That what? White Brownie says Brian Danielson Whoa. versus Minoru Suzuki announced for the buy-in. Holy, holy crap. shit! Wow! Damn! Wow! That's intense. You want to put that on Rampage? Yeah, I know. Wow, that's great. That's really awesome. That is cool. Um, so wait, was the Austin Theory Big E thing after the match between uh, him and Jeff Hardy? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I missed. It was that. shortly before the main event. But no, I love that stuff. Give this dude some vignettes. Mm-hmm. You know, showcase that personality. Um, so uh, yeah, Austin Theory versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, at one point, Theory has Jeff Hardy in like a, a submission hold. The twenty four seven division runs through. Mm-hmm. He gets distracted by our truth. Uh, 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 but that doesn't really help Jeff Hardy all that much because Jeff Hardy hits a twist of fate and then uh, uh, Austin Theory evades the the swanton, rolls him up, grabs a, his belt and all the tights and his pants or whatever, gets a cheaty win there for mm-hmm. Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get a Bianca Belair promo. Uh, she says, uh, 
Charlotte has a different idea what it takes to be a winner from her. Uh, Bianca says that she's been fortunate to be able to win with character and heart. Charlotte thinks she has to be ruthless, which usually just means she cheats. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says she doesn't have to cheat, and she's going to prove that when she takes back the SmackDown title on Crown Royal. She addresses Sasha, uh, saying uh, Sasha wants her to follow her lead, but she remembers beating Sasha at uh, main event of WrestleMania. She'll never forget what Becky did to her at SummerSlam, but it'll only take her 30 seconds to knock Becky back to being Becky no belts. Um, and then... Uh, oh, she kind of uh, punctuates it by uh, saying... Uh, there could be a double pin in the future of Sasha and Becky, but maybe that's for Becky and Charlotte tonight because this is raw and it's her show now. Yep. She goes here now. Um, after that, we had uh gender Mahal versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, of course, you know, Ooh, that looks good. I want Starbucks latte. <laughs> it's a latte. Could have used that on, uh, on Saturday. In the block. Yeah, man. Uh, I know. I asked uh, Lacey this morning. I was like, hey, or right before it went on, I was like, should I have my third cup? She was like, hmm. I was like, oh, you're going to judge me if I have Yesterday, I had a second cup and it upset my tummy. So I wasn't sure about today. But I just feel sluggish today. I had to watch Raw, you know? (laughs) Yeah, man. You had to watch Raw. I actually watched it. It's funny because I actually watched it live while it was on just because I was doing work on my computer. How do you set those commercial breaks? Uh, well, I was doing work. Oh, I was just doing. I was putting together uh, the promo stuff for the twenty-four hour mm-hmm. stream. So, like, it was better that way. Um, and then I just like wrote a bunch of really quick notes this morning. Raw is better <laughs> when you do something else while watching it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, anyways, uh, yeah, this is just an overbooked mess. Towards the end, Veer and Shanky both had a ton of shenanigans. But then even the finish, it's like. I don't know. They book gender so shitty, like so like loser ish lately that the idea that Kofi just comes off the top and gets caught with a coloss on a match that really does matter is just kind of bullshit to me. So gender hits that coloss for three goes up to the throne, puts the crown on the cape on sits in it. He does look great because he's gender. He's awesome. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I'll, we'll see what happens with the finals and all that. It'll be interesting if, I mean, he still has Veer and Shanky to, to pin gonna, Finn, but I, yeah. I just don't know if, if they're going to have pin, Finn get pinned by Jinder. I don't know. By Jinder. I'll say this. If Woods beats Jinder, you kind of have to have Xavier Woods win the whole thing. You kind of have to. I mean, not if they keep Finn as like a, a tweener who just doesn't give a shit. People love Finn. I, I mean, here's the thing. It sort of goes with like, with what Vince cares more about. You know, it's like Finn. Maybe they want. I don't know, dude. I, don't I know, know what Vince doesn't care about, and that's what, giving the people what they want. Yeah, I know. For the most part, and I think a lot of people really want Xavier Woods to win it because we know how much it means to him, and if it means something to him, he'll make it a thing that feels important. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's if you're going to do King of the Ring, make it feel important. Make it mm-hmm. mean something. Mm-hmm. And I know if Xavier Wid- Woods wins it, he's going to make it mean something. I know. He'll be wearing that on Up, Up, Down, Down. Everybody. Yeah. It'll mean yeah. something. And that's just what I want out of it. Anyways, after that, we had a Becky Lynch promo. She says, I don't have too much more to say than goes on to say a lot. Um, it just kind of all, she just talks crap about everybody. She does say that Charlotte, uh, t- tonight teaming with Charlotte might be as repulsive to her as the lingering, lingering smell of piss in a downtown alley. 
That was a good. That line. was a sh- that was a shot at San Francisco, wasn't it? Oh, I, uh, maybe I don't know. I didn't think about that. Look, I, I, there's probably a lot great about San Francisco. It's an hour and a half away. Yeah, I like San Francisco. I don't. Right. <laughs> I can't can't stand driving down there. The driving is is like the, the actual driving in the city is a nightmare. Well, if you stay out of downtown, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to do in San Francisco, yeah. but I can't stand. That's why I like there. it. I like going and visiting and, it, and doing things, and then and going. It does it smells horrible downtown? Uh, <laughs> and then she talks trash about Bianca, and then Sasha, and she just says, "I'll walk into Crown Royal. I'll walk out of Crown Royal the same way I walk in as SmackDown was champion." Yeah, yeah. And then we have that match, such as what it was. Oh, this was so. This was just. This was just. Mind-boggling. Like here's the Everybody thing: if, just if, if yeah. you're going to have the brawl break out at the be- beginning, give us something like we had with Becky and Charlotte and Ronda before WrestleMania, where they're in the back and they were like people were getting handcuffs and cars running into each other, and Charlotte hitting that great running knee on on Ronda because that's memorable. That's a good build. Yeah. Instead, yeah. they have a brawl breakout before the match even starts because nobody can get along. They can't coexist, which we all saw mm-hmm. that coming. They try to break it up. The rest do a horrible job of it. Finally, producers come out. They kind of break it up. Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville, rather than say, hey, let's make this a four-way match or or whatever, they say, hey, essentially, the four of you are better than this. Get your acts together, and we're restarting the match. And then it still ended in a no contest. But, we all, but of course, we, that was going to happen. I know. Like, why wouldn't they have known any person with some semblance of intelligence would know that this was not going to work. This is not a match that can happen. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, and so while just, there's some just, fun yeah. stuff that happens, you know, in the, in the brawl beforehand during the yeah. match, like some of the personal uh, interpersonal interactions were kind of funny. Yeah, sure. They're all great but, characters. But at the end know? of the day, it just, it, it, it was, it was, a, it was filler. It was time filler. That's what it felt yeah. like. Like yeah. they're four wonderfully talented performers. Give them something really good to work with. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of felt like okay. Well, here's 20 minutes we could fill with this with this segment. That's what it felt like. Like I want to see everybody do substantial stuff, and I know a lot everybody can do super substantial stuff because there's parts in the show that you know this uh, based on WB books. There's some stuff they want to have comedy angles, blah blah blah. But you got four of your top stars here. You're building to a, a pretty awesome match at Crown Royal. Give us something substantial here, mm-hmm. and it just didn't. Yeah. It was just. It just it wasn't that. It just wasn't that. Yeah. No, it, was it wasn't at all. Yeah, there was no hook to it. No. It was just like it was just chaos and it was just pointless. And that, that's the thing. You can have chaos, but it, it, there has to be a point exactly. to it. Exactly. There was no, there was po- no exactly. point here. Well pointed. We know. We know they can't get along. Yeah. We, we don't have to, you know. So unless this progressed something. You know what they should have done? They should have all four of them teamed together against another team of four that could get along. Oh, yeah. That's what they should have done. Yeah. Like have yeah. the four of them go against Rhea, Nikki. Nikki. Uh I know Dana already had a do match. Do drop, do drop. Yeah. Well she had a match later on. Yeah. A couple other uh uh, uh Mia Yim. There you go. Tegan isn't Tegan now on Raw? I think One so. Well, I mean that doesn't take yeah. effect till after Crowd Royal, but not I mean that's kind of doesn't seem to matter. Doesn't matter Bianca either. has the raw uh lower third. I know. You know, I mean, they they would do sometimes somebody who's over from a different brand, they'd give them that brand's lower third. So they're already giving Usos Bianca were her. drafted to SmackDown, yet for some reason they were on Raw. She literally said, I go here now. Yeah. 
So, like, Kevin Owens on the show last week. They yeah. play that so fast. I know. Anyways. I know. Anyways. So, after all that stuff, uh, the Usos are backstage. Jimmy's on the phone with Roman. He says, we got under control. And Jay's like, what did he say? He's like, we, he said for us to get the mission done, man. <laughs> what do you think he said? He probably said, acknowledge me. Then he started yelling at Paul in the background. And he hung up. Um, so, uh, they, yeah, they got under control. They're good. Uh, after that, we had Dewdrop versus Natalia, Queen's crown match. Dewdrop gets the win after Natalia goes for a sharpshooter. Dewdrop slaps her to counter and then rolls her up. Yeah. Uh, next, we got uh, John Morrison. He's backstage meditating. Rhea asks him, what are you doing? And uh, Morrison says, I'm tapping into my chi to share my innermost thoughts with the world. And then uh, Nikki says, yeah, that sounds great. Everyone should follow their dreams. So her and Rhea step away. Rhea asks Nikki, hey, do you know what he's talking about? And she just says no. Um, corny bullshit comedy that's not funny. It's awkward. Nobody knows what really to do. Morrison's good. But, like, this is just it's a waste of everybody's time. Uh, backstage, Mansoor has an interview. Uh, but Ali comes up and yells at him for being a waste of time, a loser. Uh, he says he wasted his time on him trying to help him survive this place. He says, I am your only lifeline here, the only one watching your back. And without me, you're going to get eaten alive. He leaves. Mansoor literally looks like he wants to cry. He does great here. Mm-hmm. Both of them do great. And then Ali comes back and attacks him, fish hooks him, and uh, and that sets up their match. They're going to have a match at Crown Royal. Yeah, that Mansoor will win all confidence points. Then we had our main event, Drew McIntyre and Big E taking on the Usos. Uh, Big E was isolated by the Usos a good stretch of this match. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, eventually, he gets the tag into Drew. He goes on a run. Uh, he's looking for a Claymore on Jay, so he's backed up in his corner, and that's when Big E tags himself in. And, you know, it's pretty much, hey, you did it to me last week. I'm doing it to you now. Seemingly kind of contradicting what Big E was trying to say earlier on the show. So they start arguing, uh, and then uh, he eats a pair of super kicks from the Usos. Uh, kicks out at two. Jay goes up top. He misses a splash. Big E looking for a big ending. Jay escapes that and then pushes Big E into Drew. Drew is knocked off the apron. So then Jay runs into an Uranagi. Uh, Big E covers. And then Drew pulls Big E out of the ring off the cover. And so they start brawling on the floor. Ref counts out Big E. Usos win. And I'm just yeah. like. Why? Yeah. It's just a non. I understand they're trying to get heat for this match. It's such a nonsensical way of doing it. Like, imagine if they had put their issues aside to get through the match. As soon as the bell rings, they win. They're just beating the heck out of each other, you know? Yeah. Then they're yeah. both going to that match at Crown Royal. I know they have a go home show. Looking strong. Mm hmm. Yeah. This, nobody looks strong here. Mm hmm. And it's frustrating. So, anyways, uh, uh, Usos hit some splashes on them to the floor. They throw Biggie over the announce table. Uh, and then Jay walks into uh, belly to belly from Big E. And then Big E pushes Jimmy uh, to Drew. Drew hits him with an overhead belly to belly. And then uh, Big E and Drew get in the ring. They start brawling. Uh, Drew escapes a big ending and hits Big E with the Claymore. And that is your Monday Night Raw. That was Raw. Blech. Sunk into an creative abyss once again. <sighs> It was uh, not a good show. Even breaking it up over some... two days and fast forwarding through commercials, it was a bad show. <laughs> a bad show. 
David Matushek asks, do you think that WWE could build a storyline based on Xavier Woods' crown obsession? Yeah, if somebody else wins that isn't his, have him like, you know, go get obsessed with it and do the whole thing like they used to do where like you challenge somebody for the crown after yeah. they've already won it. I just have, like they, If that's an idea, a plan they may have, that they'll do it for two weeks and I just feel like they'll drop it. <laughs> or is this yeah. something that he'll he'll put into stuff himself? Sort of like when Kofi lost to Brock, I feel like he was just putting in references in promos and backstage bits about the loss, just kind of in passing. And I'm okay with that. I, I'm fine when they do that because wrestling is a collaborative, you know, endeavor, and I'm fine with that. But like, it it should be up to creative to then take that stuff and go with it. You know, let let Kofi spend a month stewing over his loss to Brock. Yeah, totally. And have them resolve that, you know, per, that's interesting stuff, you know, but they don't. Jay Singh, if you could take any wrestler from any promotion from any point in time and give them the king gimmick for a year, who would they, who would it be and why? They should add uh, Austin come off King. See, that's what they would do now. That would that's what they'd have done now. They got yeah. this hot, hot yeah. commodity Steve Austin, right? That's what they did with Wins Bad News Barrett. That, that's right. Gimmick was getting over, and they had him King of the Ring, and he was King Barrett, and they dropped the whole Bad News thing. Three sixteen says, "Really, King Barrett was after Bad News?" Okay, yeah, you're right, huh? Three sixteen says, "I just whipped your ass. I'm the King now." And then he just walks around. I'm King Austin. Bow yeah. down before me, you dumb son of a bitches. But then he'd have to like he'd have to start speaking with the English accent. My name's Steve Austin. Bow down before me. <laughs> you miserable. Wait, he can't say the c word. You can't say that, Austin. You can't say that in WWE programming. No, you can get away with that in the UK, not here. Uh, you balance. Uh, Hip hop hippo <laughs> says they had four of the best women's wrestlers uh, in the let's world. Here, oh, I forgot. Uh, Don Wagner, aka Patrick Sparks, aka the B Man. Sorry, go ahead. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Sparks. Sid is going to manage a softball team. Pick three wrestlers from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and make his roster. I know he's not signed anywhere, but but uh, uh, Adam Shear has to be on that Titan. team. Yeah, Titan. Titan. Yeah, Titan. Ross Trump. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, 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 a softball team, right? Veer played uh, baseball. He has a million-dollar arm. Yeah. Like oh my him. gosh. Yeah. Dude, I really hope now that he's broke, well, after Crown Royal, when he's broken away, give him some vignettes. Let him talk. Yeah. Let him develop a personality. Like athletically, he's off the charts, man. I want to hear, I want to hear his story, you know? Yeah. yeah. Bring, in, bring in John Hamm to be his manager. <laughs> All right. There you go. Dick uh, Whitman. Uh, Hip Hop Hippo. They had four of the best women's wrestlers in the world in one match on live TV, and that nonsense is what they booked. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, get, it, I don't get it either. It doesn't add anything to the story. It doesn't add anything. Uh, Blake, well, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not doing that one. Uh, Nikhil, uh, Eddie, I'll, I'll do yeah, this one. Nikhil, speaking of which, where was Apollo Cruz, Aziz, and U.S. Champ Damian Priest last night? Don't know. Damian Priest. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, Moses supposes when WWE does hire a newer talent. Let's say from AEW, is there any chance of them going to NXT 2.0 or all hirings main roster bound? So for right now, and I do think that this is a petty Vince thing. I was thinking about this. I feel like 
the freeze on hiring indie talent. How long do you think that's going to last? You know, I think they'll make an exception if, if I'll just throw this name out there, Kenny Omega is a free agent. They would sign him up in a second if they could and bring him straight to main roster. Okay. You know what I mean? Let's say Brody King decides he's like, hey, man, I'm, I, I think I'm ready for the next step. I don't want AEW. I want WWE. You think WWE grabs him? I don't know. If this is a new philosophy, we just want to make new stars on our own. How long do you think? I kind of feel like that is a temporary Vince is pissed about a W thing. And that probably won't last that long. That's my general feeling on it because that's sort of Vince's thing. If if AEW gets in a rhythm where they sign people from the independents and then make them stars, then maybe Vince will turn around. Or if he sees that the talent they're developing in NXT isn't to his liking, then he'll change mm-hmm. his yeah. mind. Yeah, um, it's like many other things, or basically all things at WWE. It's up to Vince's whims. I think it's like probably like a two week hard window where it's like, yeah, now we're anything. doing that shit. And then it's like, you know, at this point now, we're probably fine. Maybe. You know? Maybe. Who knows? If, uh, the right, if the right person comes along. Uh, Rooster Loving Man says, wasn't the main storyline on WB for years, the McMahon family fighting? Vince is a hypocrite. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that can be point. said about a lot of things with Vince. Uh, Wolfpack for Life. Which would you rather want? Finn winning King of the Ring and get a solid heel run? Or Xavier wins and gets a solid mid-card championship run. I'm going to go with Xavier Woods. Yeah. I'm going to go with Xavier Woods. Yeah, Xavier should I'd rather I'd rather see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. same. Same. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, here's a good one. Sleazy Mo, name an instance where can they coexist was actually interesting and entertaining. It was when RK Bro was first getting together. Uh, white brownie because it wasn't used just to enhance a feud a feud between two singles wrestlers. They were actually telling mm-hmm. a larger story. Mm-hmm. Uh, white brownie should the triple threat match at Crown Royal uh, be a fatal four way championship scramble for both Raw and SmackDown women's titles as a way to switch titles between Becky and Charlotte? I'd be all about that. You have Is the, you put Charlotte uh, in the in the triple threat match at Crown Royal, put both belts on the line, like one pinfall for one belt, one pinfall for the other for the other belt. Mm-hmm. That way it there's does no training seem, of titles, you know. I will say this. It does seem with the way they are talking about, oh, I'm going to get that title too. Roman's going to get your title if you come, Drew, with that title. I feel like the idea of them just swapping them like the New Day and Street Profits did, I feel like that's less of a possibility because of the way they've been talking about it. And I get the feeling that the belts are going to be traded but it's going to be through competition, not simply swapping them. I don't think that's going to happen. Just the way they've been talking about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, prime but Joe, I do. Th- sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I do think that it would behoove them to start referring to, let's say, the SmackDown Women's Championship as the Women's Universal Championship. Yeah, I know. Don't and tie the, the belts WWE. down to a brand. I know. Yeah. 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 Uh, Prime Joy of Bearding. Sometimes I think Raw tries to beat the record for how fast can we get our viewers to change the channel. From the moment I saw this opening segment, I knew it was going to be bad. I mean, you know, you can sometimes you can just tell. Sometimes you really can tell from the beginning segment. Okay, how what's this Raw going to be? 
Uh, Xavier Gray, do you think that WWE will start building new tag teams come October 25th on Raw in the next two weeks? They're going to have to. Well, mm-hmm. they've got they've got a bunch of thrown together stuff. They've got uh, RK Bro. They've got AJ and Amos. They've got Street Profits mm-hmm. there now. Mm-hmm. They've got Alpha Academy. Yes. Uh, and where is... Is Jinder and uh, Shanky going to stay on Raw? And is Veer heading to SmackDown or is it the opposite? I don't remember who's going who, but that's the... They Veer, could use Veer them as a tag team. I know. Veer got drafted. Do we know where Lucha House Party is? I forget. I don't, um, I don't think they... Did they even get drafted? They probably. I think they went... Maybe they went to SmackDown. Uh, this is a good question from Zakumaki. If you could give a championship reign a documentary like The Last Dance, who would you select? Probably Bruno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me look at the question again. A Last Dance-esque documentary for a championship reign. Okay, here we go. I would do, you know what? I, given that the last dance covered a span of years, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was, I would go with um, Shawn Michaels. Mm. He had a similar type deal where he was hot, left for a spell, came back. I know he left for a longer spell than Jordan left, but I think there are some parallels there. Not a championship reign, but more of a career. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. I think Shawn Michaels would be great. Uh, Diehard Homer, if they ever do all four horsewomen in a fatal four-way, could the fan anticipation save the shit farm WWE would turn it into? I mean, I think the talent involved could save it, could elevate it above whatever creative WWE uh, came up with for it, you know? As as long as they were given look a fatal four way with a whore, with the horsewoman would be terrific because they wouldn't only give it three minutes if it was a pay per view match and they gave it twenty minutes or thirty minutes then those four wrestlers they're they're not going to put on a bad match it's not about the matches it's about giving the matches enough time to tell a story mm-hmm. and if the if the competitors if the if the superstars or the wrestlers whatever or given the appropriate amount of time to tell a story, then they'll tell a really good story because yeah. they're that good. Yep. Uh, Tronin says Bobby Lashley still hasn't gotten a tag team title shot since winning the tag gauntlet that literally <laughs> was the storyline from entire Raw like a month ago. Oh my, I forgot about that. They <sighs> didn't get one at like the end of the... They didn't get They didn't get that? Well, him and an MVP was declared out because he was injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to do a quick NXT 2.0 preview? Uh, if we have to. See if this is going to be a yay or nay, man. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Santos Escobar. Should be a good match. Should be a really good match. Tommaso Ciampa and Joe Gacy meet in a high-stakes showdown. Oh, yeah. Also, they're going to – oh, Braun Breaker is going to break that one up. He's going to be the he's gonna be the match break. If they're going to actually fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly joins forces with – Von Wagner, of course, against Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. Yeah, that's all we got so far. All right, they're probably still right in the show. The North American match will be good. The yeah, North American be good. title match. Will that'll be, be good. good. Yeah, 
be swerves goodbye to NXT probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyways, we'll uh, answer some more of these questions if you guys have them. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Remember, we got Friendo Club TV coming up in about at 4 p.m. Pacific. A couple hours, yeah. Uh, a couple hours uh, for the Twitch chat if you're watching this on demand. Uh, if you're a YouTube channel member, you can check out the uh, video on demand, the VOD of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in the audio realm, it should be available soon. And, uh, uh, of course, if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, hang out with us. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. You can check out the VOD as well. If you haven't, if you didn't see it. Yeah. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.